Okay, Candace. So here's the question of the day for us. Mm-hmm. What drink would you want to go seek out from anywhere in Walt Disney World at this exact moment? That's a good question. Thank you. You're welcome. And I think I would have to say that I would really enjoy right now a Bailey's float from Raglan Road. Ooh, what all goes into that? So it's like kind of an ice cream milkshake situation, but then there's like Bailey's Irish cream in it. So it's really, really good. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. There's no coffee in it, is there? No. Okay, so I may even like it. You might. Have I tried? I don't know if you had any of mine when we went to Raglan Road or not. Yeah, I don't think I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I would totally go for a Lapu Lapu. That sounds good. I was also thinking Dole Whip float. Yeah, that was my second choice. But mm-hmm. the Lapu Lapu, the rum-based vacation in a pineapple, in a pineapple drink. Yeah. yeah, it just sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what we would be drinking tonight if we were in Disney World. That's right. Welcome to Hanging at the Hangar Bar. I'm Scott. I'm Candace. I'm Lariah. And I'm Lacey. Grab a drink and come hang with us at the Hangar Bar. Welcome back, everyone, to our second discussion, continuing discussion, that is, about the pavilions in Epcot's World Showcase. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah, it's just going to be Candace and I tonight. Mm-hmm. Just a, a couple things going on in, in life, so it's just going to be Candace and I talking about the next four pavilions, mm-hmm. and we should have the, the girls back with us next week. Yep. Okay. Where are we starting? So, well, first, recap. Part one. We started in the correct pavilion. Yes. We turned left coming from the front of the park. Yes. And we went from Mexico into Norway into the Chinese pavilion. Mm-hmm. China. So, China. So now we are continuing around World Showcase. Mm-hmm. And where is our next country? Our next stop is actually Germany. Germany. Those things don't seem like they're all that close together, but we'll go for it. So there are no villages in Germany quite like this one. Inspired by various towns in the Rhine region, Bavaria, and the German north, it boasts structures reminiscent of those found in urban enclaves as diverse as Frankfurt, Freiburg, and Rothenburg. There are stair-stepped roof lines and towers, balconies and arcaded walkways, and so much overall charm that the scene seems to come straight out of a fairy tale. The beer hall to the rear is almost as lively as those Munich's as Munich's famed Oktoberfest. It's easy for you to say. <clears throat> Not really. <laughs> the shops, which offer a range of merchandise from wine and sweets to ceramic and cuckoo clocks, teddy bears, steins, and freshly prepared caramel treats are so tempting that it's nearly impossible to leave the area empty-handed. And as an added bonus, Snow White makes appearances by the local wishing well. Have we ever seen Snow White there? I do not believe that we have. I don't think we have. That's something to look forward to for next time. It is. The elements that constitute the Germany Pavilion are described here as they would be encountered while walking clockwise around the cobblestone paved plaza. The plaza is known as St. George Platz, after the statue at its center of St. George, the patron saint of soldiers, is depicted with a dragon that legend said says he slew during the pilgrimage to the Middle East. Okay. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. 
There's also, so if you are timing your visit correctly and happen to have like a, be in that area with, at the top of an hour, there is a glockenspiel that chimes. What is a glockenspiel? It's basically a chime on a clock. Oh, okay. <laughs> a glockenspiel is actually one of, it's like, it looks like a metal xylophone. Oh, They're okay. small. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Germany Pavilion, we'll, we'll dig into this one a little bit, because I think this one is in my running of favorite pavilions. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing that we've done in Germany that I've disliked. No. It's actually the location where I figured out that I liked sauerkraut. That's right. That's right. Because I made you try a bratwurst and sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Sauerkraut and bratwurst are delicious. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, we got those from the uh, quick service restaurant that is in the back by Summer House, or Summerfest. Right. So there's there's the quick service place, and then there is also a sit-down buffet, or is mm-hmm. it menu? No, it's a buffet restaurant, and that's where they have the live German uh, musicians. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We have not sat down in that restaurant either, but that one... I have German roots, so that one, that one looks like it would be a ton of fun to go in and watch the servers in their later hosen, and they have the, the German Oompa band, and mm-hmm. it just looks like a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And in the description that Candace was reading, she mentioned the different things that you can buy around that pavilion, and I think it was last week's episode that I mentioned that we get most of our stemware for our bar from the Minx Bourbon Bar, most of our wine stems come from that pavilion. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, we're replacing all of our just generic wine stems. That's where we're replacing from. Right. Is That's where you get the best Disney stems and that kind of thing that are, are unique. They're well made. They can ship them home for you so you don't have to try and bring them home in your luggage. Which there's a pro tip. They pack them up really, really well and they arrive maybe up to a week after you do. But it's totally worth it to have them pack it up and ship it home. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. And again, we talk about it a lot when we're talking about World Showcase. But this is another one of those where I don't feel I've spent enough time exploring the pavilion. No, I think that we could say that for all of them, though. Right. The only one that I think we've spent quite a bit of time exploring is really Mexico. Right. Yeah. And I think that's because we start there all the time. Yeah. So we have all the energy in the world and we're looking for all the details. And then we leave there and we're back in the 187 degree Florida sun. <laughs> and we're like, oh, let's just go find some shade. Or something to eat. Or we're right. on our way to something else. Right. And just kind of skate on by. Right. But- yeah. But so the shops there, I know there's, it, it mentions the caramels. That's where the... Is the Carmel Kusha there? Mm-hmm. And that's a Werther's shop, right? Yep, that's a Werther's. So they've got the caramel popcorn made with the Werther's caramel or caramel. <laughs> I was going to ask, is it pronounced caramel or caramel if you're in Germany? I don't know. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know on our social medias how, how we should be saying. Is it caramel or caramel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so... Um, but, but there's lots of other things in that shop, too. Like? Like the um, caramel apples. 
They do caramel apples. They do caramel-filled chocolate chip cookies. What? How did I not know about this? That. Well, we've never really gone into it because we're always so full. full. Yes. And again, I think we've talked about that. So let's talk about dining plan for just a minute. I know it's not the purpose of this episode at all. Right. But the dining plan, the way we've always done it with the deluxe plan, comes with so many sit-down meals. That's not an option anymore, and I think that's a good thing. Right. That's not an option anymore. Because we've not had the really appetite to go through and try all the snacks and the desserts and that kind of thing because we've been so full on three meals a day. So when you're using your dining plan, because it's coming back in January, right? Yes. So when you're using your dining plan, make sure that you're you're leaving room for all of the good that comes from not a meal in Disney World. Well, and part of the dining plan, there are snack credits every day. Right. And so be sure to use them. And like a lot of snack portions are very, very shareable. Right. So it gives you a chance to try something without having to eat a whole one. Right. Now, with that said, I'm really, really hoping... And I think with the popularity of this particular item that actually does come from the Germany Pavilion, I think with as popular as it is, it's going to become a staple. But the pretzel bread pudding is something that I'm hoping is still there when we're there in February. And yes, I will be eating bread pudding, even though I don't like bread pudding, but I do like pretzels. (laughs) And I I like caramel and I like vanilla sauce. (laughs) I need you to give me a minute. Oh, we're having a moment. <laughs> Pretzel bread pudding <laughs> with caramel and vanilla sauce. Uh, I may need more than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to get you a portion of the pretzel bread pudding and leave you alone with it for a while? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Nobody needs to see this. Leave me alone. Have a moment. <laughs> I am a huge bread pudding person, and the idea of using pretzel bread to make it is, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Have those little really salty bits and with the yes. sweet, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I am not a, a bread pudding person at all. Like, that. <laughs> this, I think, is going to probably change my mind for this. Right. You've had some bread puddings that you really like. Rarely, but yes. They've all come from Disney. Duh. (laughs) At Disney, the rules are different. Right? (laughs) Okay. So again, the architecture around this pavilion is just simply astonishing to me. It really is. You feel like you're back in, in in a little German village, like it talks about. The Mm -hmm. architecture, the, the theming, all of that is, is just uber fantastic (laughs) i see what you did there (laughs) and honestly the statue of saint george and the dragon is one of my favorite parts of epcot right i don't know why probably because it's a dragon but (laughs) but yeah i love it so here's a little fun fact about the germany pavilion there was supposed to be an attraction there yes there was so when you go into the germany pavilion you go back towards the restaurant with not the quick service, but you go back toward, or is it, is it the quick service? 
It is the quick service. Okay, you go back towards where you, you get your, your food, and there's a great big mural painted on the wall. That is not a real wall. That was supposed to be the entrance to an attraction in Germany that they just ran out of time and money to build. I cross my fingers, and we can talk about this in a couple weeks when we do our What Do We Wish that Epcot had. I wish they'd find, I, I don't know what the attraction planned was. It was a Rhine River, like yeah, a river cruise. A, a boat ride. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Thank you. I, I think they should go back and build that. I think they should, too. Again, ties to the history of the country. Mm-hmm. It would be beautiful. Mm-hmm. It w- yeah. They've got the room for it. They have obviously. the room for it. Yep. Otherwise, they wouldn't have even started it. But right. right. That's that's just your little fun fact in your history when you're in Germany. You can you can wow your friends and family when you walk by and say, hey, did you know this was going to be the entrance for an attraction? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, you're lying. Be like, no. no. <laughs> Let's go ask Walt. That was inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Anything else from Germany that you want to talk about? So Anything I have a little bit missing? of a hot take. Okay. If a person thinks about things in the right frame of mind or maybe the incorrect frame of mind, you think Germany and you equate pretzels and beer, right? Yes. I can get down with the beer, like having authentic German beer. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think I would pass on the pretzel, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me why. I think there are better food options in the pavilion than a dry pretzel. And they don't serve it with mustard or anything like that? Not that I know of. I think it's just a giant knot of a pretzel that they serve. Okay. And that's one thing we haven't talked about, Candace, so much is in this pavilion, and I don't remember if we talked about it outside of maybe a drink or two in our last episode, but we haven't really talked about the the alcohol options Mm -hmm. much. So Germany obviously is known for beer. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that's like specialty here? Um, There's also a wine shop for German wine. And Germany's kind of known for wine. It's not France by any any stretch, but like they're getting to be pretty well known for their wines. Well, and like Riesling is one of my favorite yeah. uh, varietals, so Yes. Yeah. And another kind of quick little tidbit for this pavilion, if you are in the front of Epcot and you take a boat, one of the friendship boats across the lagoon, One of the stops is right outside of Germany, so you can get off that boat and go straight into Germany if you're in the front of the in the front of the park. Mm -hmm. So, just a little something for people to know. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Let's toodle our way back over to Italy. Italy. Okay. Also, one of my favorite pavilions. Okay, tell me why it's just one of your favorites. Just because of the architecture and the statues. And just the artists, like the artistic pieces of it are beautiful. Yeah. Um, so a brief introduction. The arches and cut-up motifs that adorn World Showcase reproduction of Doge's Palace in Venice are just the more obvious examples of the attention to detail lavished on the structures in this relatively small pavilion. The angel perched atop the scaled-down campanile was sculpted on the model of the original right down to the curls on the back of his head. 
It was then covered with real gold leaf, despite the fact that it was destined to be perched almost 100 feet in the air. Wow. Mm-hmm. The other statues in the complex, including the sea god Neptune presiding over a fountain, are similarly exact. And the pavilion even has an island like Venice's own, its seawall pro- appropriately stained with age, plus moorings that look like barber poles with several Venetian gondolas tied to them. St. Mark the Evangelist is also remembered, together with the lion that is his saint's companion and Venice's guardian. These can be seen atop the two massive columns that flank the small arched footbridge that connects the island to the mainland. The only deviation from the Venetian reality is the alteration of the site of the Doge's Palace in reference to the real St. Mark's Square. Okay. And again, this is another one of those pavilions I don't feel like I've explored much. Like, I'm looking at it on a map of Epcot right now. I didn't even know that island was there. Mm-hmm. We walk by it all the time. I didn't, like, and it would be super easy to just walk over there and... Hang out and come It back. doesn't look like there's anything there. Maybe some tables or something, but there's, like, a little fountain over there. Who knows? And then have we ever gone back to like Tudo Gusto Wine Cellar or anything like that? Or do we just kind of walk past Italy when we go? I think we've been as far back as Neptune's statue with the fountain, but I think that's as far back as we've gone. Okay. Because, yeah, and like what you said, it's a small pavilion. Uh Uh-huh. Even looking at it on the map, it wouldn't take long to explore that one. But it packs a punch. Yeah. there's you got Via Napoli, which some will say is the best pizza in all of Walt Disney World. We're going to have to challenge that theory. Like, we'll have to go try it? Yeah. See if we think it's the best pizza? Yeah. Okay, I'm down. You've got two uh, Tutto Gusto wine cellar mm-hmm. for Italian wines. Mm-hmm. You've got Tutto Italia restaurante Mm -hmm. and i don't know have we heard if is that good italian food i don't know that we've heard all that about it all that much about it i don't think it would be i think it would be and i hate to say this because i i don't know that we've ever heard anything it would be probably better than olive garden i would hope yeah maybe we'll have to go out and and look up some videos on that one because i that's one i haven't i don't remember hearing a lot about which no, I think you hear more about like Via Napoli and that sort of thing than yeah. than the other. Is Tutto Italia? Does your book tell you if it's quick service or is it a sit down place? Oh, please. Okay, I do believe that it is a table service. Tutto Italia is table service. And the menu has traditional starters such as fried calamari, charred Wagyu beef carpaccio, charcuterie board, and a Caesar salad. And there's pastas like fettuccine, gnocchi, spaghetti, lasagna, and fish, steak, and chicken. And then the standard, like, Tiramisu, cannoli, that sort of dessert situation. Okay, so I think it's probably elevated Italian, Mm -hmm. just looking at the prices. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would hope it was better than Olive Garden. However, with that said, traditionally for the different festival booths for Italy, that 
receives the lowest ranking right typically the one place we watch a lot don't they typically say they're always disappointed in italy because the food in that pavilion is so good and otherwise the are so yes. bad yes yeah because like i'm just looking at the menu and like lasagna a la bolognese 29 dollars that's expensive for a plate of lasagna. It is, unless it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, chicken parm for thirty-four bucks. Was that an entire chicken? <laughs> but they do have different wine flights, like under a Tuscan sun. Cheap. Uh, cri- I just almost said cheap Italian wines, but it's crisp Italian wines. <laughs> um, they have a limoncello flight. Ooh. Okay. There you go. I'd try that. Yeah. So, yeah, Italy's, I, I don't want to speak like we're very knowledgeable about it. I don't even remember ever going into a shop in Italy. The one shop that I do want to go into the next time we're there is the shop that has all the really cool masks. See, I don't even, is that up near the front? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called La Gemma Elegante. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm game. I like when we go early next year, I would love like I don't know what the whole group is going to do, but when we get together to plan with that group, let's talk a little bit about I just yeah, there may be some attractions that we want to do, but I'd love to spend like from noon until close just exploring and getting in there and really digging in. Yeah, what yeah. are we looking at? What are we seeing? And not like it's going to be hard for me because if I go into a store, I'm normally going in because, ooh, I got to buy something. I got to buy something. And I, I feel like, and feelings are never wrong, but I think that's one of the things about World Showcase that I struggle with just personally is I always feel like I have to be doing. Mm. And there's a lot of just being mm-hmm. that goes along with World Showcase. So I need to, you'll have to pull me out of the, let's go do this and more of a, Let's look for details, like shift my mind from doing something to looking for something, which is still doing something, which my brain needs Mm -hmm. because I'm a doer. (laughs) (laughs) Really, Candice? Yeah. Okay. Really. Um, But, you know, maybe like what you just said, maybe that's why I like World Showcase so much is because I like to go to Disney, just be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, I honestly, I don't know that we could even... The way that it should be done, I don't know that we could actually do everything, even in one day. Even if, right. we, even if we could be there till like ten o'clock at night and started at noon, because most things over there don't open until eleven. But if we started at eleven o'clock, I don't even know that one day is enough for the way it should be done. Yeah, yeah. But if if we were to go in and like give ourselves a, hey, today is our World Showcase Day. We're going to spend an hour per per pavilion mm-hmm. and just explore. And for my need to be regimented heart, we just maybe even set a, a timer of, and then we can always blow past the timer if we want. Mm-hmm. But in that need of needing to kind of move, maybe it's one of those where we set a timer says, okay, we're stuck here for an hour. Make it into a little bit of a game. What can we find in an hour mm-hmm. in a little pavilion like Italy? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do for an hour? Let's go find everything. I think I just found my challenge. What's that? Make you forget about timers. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. 
Okay, anything else in Italy? So the statue of Neptune is really cool. Uh-huh. And again, I didn't even know that there was a island until I just looked at it on the map. And I've been to World Showcase how many times? A lot. A lot. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Some people's children. So would you like to know a little bit of... We can learn a little bit of Italian, actually. Sure. If you'd like. So in Italian... Mickey and Minnie are known as Topolino and Topolina. That's right. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Donald and Daisy are Paparino and Paparina. And Goofy answers to Pippo. Pippo. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And pulling us out of Epcot for just one minute. If what oh what what resort is it that has Riviera. To, the Riviera, which is French themed, has Topolino's Terrace. European. But still, you have yes. Topolino's Terrace, which is a fancy Italian restaurant for most meals, but you can also do a character breakfast at Topolino's Terrace, and you get to meet the Fab Five in their art costumes. Mm-hmm. So much to do. I know. And so little time. That's why I'm saying you'll never see it all in one trip. <laughs> That's and right. do it all in one trip, so don't even try. Don't even try. Nope. Okay, anything else about Italy? I don't think so. Okay. I think we covered it. I mean, it's small but mighty. Yeah, we'll report back if we think there's more to talk about from Italy. When Next time we go and we explore, we'll report back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we keep moving around World Showcase, and where do we go next? The next one is the American Adventure. Okay, so we hop back across the pond. Back across the pond, yes, indeedy do. Okay. All right, so when it came to creating the American Adventure Pavilion, the centerpiece of Epcot's World Showcase neighborhood, Disney Imagineers were given relatively free reign. So the 110,000 bricks of the imposing colonial-style structure that houses a stirring show, barbecue restaurant, and shop are the real thing, patiently crafted by hand from soft Georgia clay. The show inside stands out because of its wonderful evocative settings, its detailed sets, and the 35 impressive audio-animatronic players, some of the most lifelike created ever created by Disney organization. A stirring a cappella vocal group called Voices of Liberty periodically serenades guests in the American Adventure Building's Grand Rotunda. By all means, catch one of their patriotic performances. Nice. So, here's another hot take. Yes. For all the hoopla and and description that I just read, I think the American Adventure is one of the saddest pavilions. Why do you say that? Because it's just kind of meh. I mean, it's it's a beautiful building, but aside from that, it's just kind of eh. So this is another one that I think we've walked by a lot. I think we've had the kind of philosophy that we live here. Why do we want to spend time in a pavilion about where we live? Well, I've seen the American Adventure. Thank you. <laughs> the animatronic show? Yes. And you were underwhelmed? Or were you just whelmed? I was kind of whelmed. Yeah? I mean, it was cool, but... You're not a big fan of Voices of Liberty. No. Tell me why. Because... They're very, very talented people. I don't mean to take anything away from them, but quite honestly, it kind of reminds me of my middle school 
choir teacher. Okay. <laughs> and I know just who you're talking about. Because they're and all... And that makes me laugh. They're all very animated and... Like, they're very Disney. They're... It's like Disney met up with people, met... <laughs> I don't know. Right. It, it's just a lot. Yes. A lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so with that said, I, I again, I don't want to take anything away from them because there are only eight of them. Right. And they're acapella and the the power that they have in their voices is amazing. So I'm not knocking that. It's just a little over the top for me and it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I get that. I get that completely. And I'll tell you, the they've been trying to, I think, up their game here a little bit. So some of the food offerings here... They've always had funnel cakes. Yep. They've always had turkey, turkey legs. legs. And popcorn. And did you know on the back side of the turkey legs place, that's at the Fife and Drum Tavern. It looks like there's a whole bunch of seating and that kind of stuff on the back side of that. Mm-hmm. I've only ever approached the front side of that where they have the turkey leg sign and the windows to serve food. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um then the other new thing that we are absolutely going to try at some point for a myriad of reasons oh, fancy. is the Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Barbecue is my favorite food group. Okay. Craft beers to go along with my favorite food group. Does it get more American than that, honestly? Not until you make it Muppet-themed. That's right. The Regal Eagle is in reference to Sam Eagle. So when you go in, it's all Muppet-themed throughout this barbecue joint, which Mm -hmm. I am so excited about. It was not open the last time we were there. No, it was not. So I'm excited. I want to see the animatronic show. What was it? Because it was a restaurant, but it was a terrible restaurant before. Yeah, I don't remember doesn't matter we spent literally no time Mm. in america when we've been there before yeah because it's just one great big building it is and to be fair i do want to go in and look around a little bit because now they've kind of made the rotunda area of that building like more of an art gallery Mm -hmm. and it maybe always has been and i'm just now appreciating it i don't know but i do want to go in and look around and spend time yeah yeah, because that's the other thing I was going to talk about with this pavilion is I know you're not a big American history person, mm-hmm. but there are so many American history relics in that pavilion and in that building that you will be astonished. It's one of the three places on earth that has presidential seal carpet. Oh, That is fancy. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. So there's a lot to look at in there, especially if you're a big American history person. So then across the street from America, the the American Adventure is, is the, the America, America Gardens Theater. Theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the map again, and there's something on the map that I don't think I have ever noticed before. What's that? There's a boat on the backside of the theater. Like, not a boat that you can ride on, but it looks like the... It looks like a clipper ship. Yeah, like a clipper ship, like a Pinto, Santa Maria, something like that that brought people over. Does your book say anything about that? Not a word. So I guess you have to go looking for it. Yeah. And it's another thing that I've just, I've never noticed. But again, 
not really paying attention. We're usually on our way somewhere mm-hmm. when we go through there. Mm-hmm. We're halfway through. It's hot. We're tired. We're like, meh. So the American Garden Theater is the place that they do the special performances. Like a lot of times for many of the Epcot festivals, they will have a concert lineup. Free concert lineup, by the way. And we're not talking just rinky-dink little acts. We're talking like Boys to Men has been there quite often. Um, some of the throwback bands, like, I can't even think of anything right now, but, like, real musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that that's also where they do the candlelight processional, candlelight processional at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and they have famous people come in and narrate and the story, narrate the story and, and a big choir that's made up of cast members and uh, community members from the Orlando area, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I wonder if, I'm sure that's an audition thing. I think so, but I don't know. Because otherwise they'd end up with like 8,000 people. Well. And you wouldn't be guaranteed they could all sing. A lot of them would just be, I'm going to go sing in this thing so I get my picture taken and then get free entry into the park. Yeah. And it still has to live up to the Disney quality. (laughs) Absolutely it does. (laughs) Yeah. Because to be fair, the guests that attend the concert, they did pay a lot of money to get into the park and they deserve a good performance because that could be their holiday celebration for the year. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So thinking about America, are there any other drinks or anything that we need to... Well, they have beer. They also have, like at the, I think it's the funnel cake stand where they have it but it's almost i've seen it before several times but it's some sort of a blackberry sort of cocktail situation okay i don't know if that's from the regal eagle or if it's from the funnel cake stand but it looks delicious i need to look up the regal eagle regal because i wonder there may be another reason why i want to go there But I need to verify because I don't want to lead our audience astray. Right. I was wondering, like, hmm, they show off their beers. I thought maybe they would have, like, bourbon. Hmm. But the only thing I see is they have a Tennessee lemonade, which is just Jack Daniels whiskey and Minute Maid premium lemonade and peach. I would like nothing about that. Because... I'm going to make a blanket statement that I don't know is true. World Showcase is missing a good bourbon bar. Mm-hmm. And the right place for that would be in the American Adventure. Mm-hmm. Just a place to like where they have a really good bourbon selection. Mm-hmm. I know they have a couple at Disney Springs, but it's missing one. Like an American spirit. Hmm. Maybe I need to write a strongly worded. Mr. DeMauro. Yeah. Give us a call. We can help. You can call it the Minx Bourbon Bar. <laughs> Not that we can sponsor or we, anything. We can't we, sponsor, we can't but, I had, that, the, but... I, I had the idea, so you should name it after me. Damn right. it. Yeah. Damn it. Get Tony Baxter to come up with a really good story. That's right. About some bourbon baron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that came over from Germany. Love it. <laughs> it's the American dream, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Very much so. Or dram. 
<laughs> You're proud of yourself, aren't you? I am. I am. I am. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right, moving on. And this is going to be our last pavilion for the recording. Okay. But we are now headed into Japan, which visually stunning pavilion. Yes. This is one we've spent quite a bit of time in mm-hmm. because it's so visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Like you see it from America and you just kind of like go that way. You're like, that's amazing. Right. So serenity rules in Japan, except, of course, when the pavilion resounds with the traditional music performed by a drum playing duo or group. The landscaping, designed in accordance with traditional symbolic and aesthetic values, contributes to the pavilion's peaceful mood. Rocks, which in Japan represent enduring nature of the earth, were brought from North Carolina and Georgia, since boulders are scarce in the Sunshine State. Water, symbolizing the sea, which the people of Japan consider a life source, is abundant. The Japan Pavilion Garden has a stream and pools inhabited by koi, evergreen trees, which in Japan are symbols of eternal life, are here in force. Disney horticulturists created this very Japanese landscape using a few plants native to that country because the climate there is so different from that of Florida. Among the few trees here native to Japan are the sago near the courtyard entrance to the Katsura Grill, the two Japanese maple trees identifiable by their small leaves not far away near the first stairway from the promenade on the left side of the courtyard as you face it, and the prickly monkey puzzle trees near the walkway to the promenade on the American Adventure side of the pagoda. Needle-sharp thorns make the latter the only species of tree that monkeys are unable to climb. Interesting. The pagoda was modeled after the 8th century structure located in the Horyuji Temple in Nara, Japan. The striking Tori Gate hugging the shore of World Showcase Lagoon derives from the design of the one in the Itsukushima Shrine in Hiroshima Bay. Okay. And did you know... No. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The five stories of the Japanese pagoda symbolize earth, water, fire, wind, and sky. I didn't know that. Now you do. I do know that now. And again, as much time as we've spent exploring that pavilion, I did not know there was a pond and stream. Like you walk up the American Adventure side of the pagoda... There's a walkway that walks back over a little bridge that's over the stream and the pond. Had no clue until I'm sitting here staring at, staring at it on a map. Mm-hmm. So, loving audience, if you take nothing else away from this series on World Showcase, is take away that you can think you're an expert and you're not. There is so much to see, so much to learn, so much to do that you especially in one trip, you can't do it all. And another takeaway is take the time to notice these things. Yeah, because I'm sure I saw it. Mm-hmm. I was just on my way to a reservation or on my way into the shop or mm-hmm. on the way to something else and just not paying attention. Speaking of the shop, we need to talk about Mitsukoshi. We do. So let's, like, 
I'm done being amazed by a pathway that I don't remember ever seeing before. <laughs> let's let's talk about Mitsukoshi. You can be amazed by all the pathways you want. <laughs> and so this will be a theme. There's going to be another pathway that we talk about in the next episode that I that neither one of us have ever seen that I'm kind of mad at us for not ever having seen. But mm-hmm. that's your your teaser for next week. Ooh. Tune in next week. Do do do. Okay, so Mitsukoshi is a department store that is in the Japan Pavilion. And it is modeled after the world's very first department store. Macy's? (laughs) There's my eye roll of the evening, folks. (laughs) No, Mitsukoshi. Sacks? Gimbals. Are you done? Maybe. <laughs> yes, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Sears. <laughs> okay, now I'm really done. <laughs> I cracked myself up. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so, but anyway, Mitsukoshi is a really, really fun little adventure. And there is so much stuff in that store. They have stuff anywhere from Animal Crossing figures to little pearls that you can harvest out of oysters that they'll open up and then put them in a necklace or something for you. They have real kimonos. They have the paper parasols. They have samurai swords, Mm -hmm. which, no, you cannot purchase and then take around through the park. They will shoot. I know that was your plan, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> uh, they will get those safely back to your resort or to your home. But I'm a ninja, and I need a sword. You are not a ninja. <laughs> Ninjas are silent. Remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, and I am anything but that. That is correct. <laughs> um, but there's also a good amount of like traditional and not so traditional Japanese snacks. Mm-hmm. Like different flavors of Kit Kats, different flavors of potato chips, some scary things that I will not be trying, <laughs> like freeze-dried fish, fish bits. bits. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> and those kind of things. But it's just a fun... Yeah, you could spend an hour just exploring <laughs> all the things in that store. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. The food in Japan is pretty pretty epic as well. Yeah, and they're getting leveled up, too. Yeah, like it was already, I think, really good food, mm-hmm. and it's leveling up. So there's Tokyo Dining, which is just regular, I think, Japanese sushi, fare. Japanese fare, that kind of thing. They also have Teppan Edo, which is their... It's their answer to Benihana. Yeah, their basically. answer to Benihana, which is a ton of fun. We haven't done that in years, but we've done that before, and mm-hmm. it's it's fun. And then they just opened up, Candace mentioned it a little bit ago, but in the last few months they've opened up Katsura Grill. No, no. No? That's been there for a long time. Okay. What's That's the, the walk-up place. Okay, what's the one they just opened? Um. Oh, the new sushi place. Yeah, why is it not on their map? I don't know. Anyway, there's a new sushi place. That is like super fancy. Yeah. That looks really, really good. And it is like a total dining experience sort of situation. And then there is Takumi Tei, 
which is a multi-course, multi-hour experience that is ridiculously expensive, in my opinion. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, not the new sushi place? They're getting a new sushi place, too? On the, like, across from Teppanetto. Okay, yeah, I hadn't heard about that. Yeah. Okay, but the one you were just talking about is the Taikumite? one that I'm, Yeah. Yeah. It looks amazing. I, I would kind of like to try it, but the price tag on it scares me. And quite honestly, I'm not real sure I want to eat sea urchin. Yeah, let me pull up the menu for Takumi Tei. Because I think this is something I would like to try at some point. The pricing select from two pre-fee menus omakase multi-course meals priced at $250 per adult and $150 per adult plus tax and gratuity. So two different things. Um, the way they have that worded is really strange, but starts with sake. Ooh, they have Japanese whiskeys. Ooh. Interesting. I wonder if you can just go sit down in the bar. They have a whole bunch of sakes, Japanese whiskeys. It doesn't say what the food is. So it's a signature dining place, and it's just, apparently, it's whatever the chef wants to make. It's probably seasonal. It's probably what's available. It's fresh, all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's, for 250 bucks. that's still cheaper than than a pre-fee meal at Victoria and Albert's. Granted, you're paying 150 bucks to get in the park, walk around and get all sweaty, and then go sit down for a $250 a person meal. Where you're supposed to be kind of dressed up. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there's little things like that, too, that maybe aren't targeted at the vacationer. Yeah, I think that would be more of a, hey, we live in Orlando and we're celebrating an anniversary, and so we're going to go get all snazzed up and then go to takumi tei yeah we're gonna go do takumi tei and then well we'll go have cocktails in some other country go to takumi tei then do dessert somewhere else yeah and make that our celebration but yep. um yeah japan is another one of those that i'm just blown away by the architecture and the way they built it it it's another one that as you get back in there you feel like you've been transported mm-hmm it's just and it's, it's so really peaceful. Cool. Yeah. Much like China, it is so peaceful. Yeah, and beautiful. for sure. And I think the thing, like, I love the pavilion, all of them. But I think I really, really appreciate where nature has most of the spotlight. Yes. Yes. Agree. Mm -hmm. And there's also a lantern, and I can't remember who gave it, but... There's a lantern in the pavilion that was given by some dignitary from Japan to Walt Disney. And that is sitting in that pavilion. Really? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. So much history. I know. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Okay. Anything... Now that's the kind of history I can get behind. Right? I don't... You like history. I just don't know what you don't like about American history. Ugh. I think you associate American history with like the Old West. And you don't like the cowboys and and that kind of thing. There, there, this is not a place for that discussion. Well, 
it's a podcast. It's a place for whatever discussion we want to have. But uh, no, I'm not going into it. <laughs> not tonight. No. Nope. Not tonight, Satan. Not tonight. <laughs> well then. Well then. Okay. Anything else from Japan that you want to talk about? I don't think so. Uh, although one of my fondest memories th- from Epcot was one of our first trips there, when we had sort of a biggish group with us, and we watched illuminations reflections of earth at the time from the first level of the pagoda in japan okay that sounds fun you were there yeah so it is fun Mm -hmm. if i'm there it's always fun well of course (laughs) ninja that you are (laughs) ninja but they won't let me have a sword for good reason (laughs) (laughs) okay so on our way out of these four pavilions, I just want you to know Spaceship Earth is a five-minute wait right now. Dang it. <laughs> Spaceship Earth is your favorite attraction in Epcot, isn't it? Yes. Yes. For certain. Followed closely by Living with the Land. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. So as we mentioned earlier, check us out on our socials. Let us know what you think of these four pavilions. Which one of these would be your favorite? What would you look forward to the most in these pavilions? We'd we'd love to hear from you, love to interact with you. Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, all the places. Just come find us. And remember, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. And we'll see you real soon. 